Hey, welcome. Dan on top. Here we are live from Scottsdale, Arizona. Amazing guest with us today, Brian Briscoe. Brian's an awesome individual. We'll talk a little bit more about him. But, but first of all, Brian, welcome. Thanks for coming on top. Hey, Brian, you're with us. Well, it looks like we are having a little bit of technical difficulty, but that's okay. Brian, if you come back on, just feel free to give a shout. Um, Dan Lukowitz here. Excellent opportunity here in uh, sunny Scottsdale, Arizona, to just talk a little bit about real estate. So we're going to take this a little different direction and uh, discuss some of the incredible things going on in the markets today. So first of all, I want to take a minute to thank my production crew here uh, at NRM. Thank Paul Benzman. Thank David. Kelsey, everybody, really appreciate you guys. You're doing an excellent job. I also want to thank the followers. Thank everybody on LinkedIn who comments, engages, interacts, reacts, shares. If there's anything you want to learn about or you want to talk about, please feel free to drop me a DM, put a post out about it. Let me know what I can do to help. So we just finished some really excellent uh, guests here on Dan on Top. And um, we're just kind of breaking into to some new topics. Later on today, we're going to be featuring um, David Evans, an incredible individual from California, which on that note, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in California. We've got some incredible tax reform that's on the ballot, incredible changes, um, just kind of some stuff that, frankly, as a real estate investor and as a broker is quite scary. I put out a post earlier um, about California and about how, as individuals here in this country, we have to make sure that we are taking the situations seriously and that we make sure to understand that a certain tax reform or certain you know legislation that may seem like the quote unquote right thing to do can can also present its challenges brian do we have you with with us here in the studio yeah yeah i'm on now oh awesome all right great well hey you got me a little scared there i thought i was gonna have to do this by myself but i'm, I'm happy to be on top with you man so thank you so much how's your day going Hey, so far so good. Yeah, haven't awesome. had, uh, had a good day so far. Awesome. Well, hey, again, thanks for joining us. Brian Briscoe is a great friend, a great LinkedIn connection, and he's going to share some really incredible stuff with you guys today. So let's jump right in, Brian. Uh, first of all, all right. I, I was reading a little bit, and, and I, I spoke with you a little bit. Sounds like you know you're quite involved in the multifamily space, uh, and mm -hmm. and you're doing that all while being active duty military for for almost twenty years. So you know, first of all, thank you very much for your service. We we definitely appreciate Thanks. that. Second of all, yeah. how do you do it, man? You know, I, when, I, when I decided to take this to take this course of action, I, I had to make some sacrifices. You know, um, you know, we talked about this yesterday. You know, I, I used to tinker with the guitar, you know, and uh, you got yeah. that just off the screen here. But that was one of the things that I sacrificed. You know, I, I used to spend, you know, probably an hour a day playing stupid Facebook, uh, not Facebook games, but stupid games on my phone, you know, and those went away. Yeah. Um, I basically looked at, look at my day and said, where do I have white space? Um, and where can I find time to do both, you know? And at the time, okay. I mean, this is, this is, this is pre COVID I was on the Metro. So I, I would drive 1.5 miles to the Metro station, hop on the Metro and it dropped me off at the Pentagon. And I had an hour a day in the morning and an hour a day in the evening, you know, and I used that time as, as wisely as I could. I bought an iPad and I would load all the information on there. You know, I'd load my, um, the offering memorandums, I'd load, you know, my, my tools on the, the iPad and, I would literally use those two hours a day to and from work 
to to build the business. You know, um, I would take wow. strategic. I, I would plan my time at the Pentagon as well. Um, you know, a, as a Marine, we're we're allowed certain time to do you know physical fitness, and the gym has Wi-Fi. You know, and so I'd walk you know get up from my desk and say, "Hey guys, I'm going to the gym," which everybody does in the course of a day. And I'd sit on an exercise bike going really slow, you know, tapping out emails on my cell phone, you know. So I, I basically <laughs> took advantage of every every second of my day to be able to um, do both, you know. Um, so that's, that's how I've managed it for the most part. Uh, I think in the last three years, almost every single day of leave I've taken has been to, to work on the business as well. So... Um, you know, wow. we, we have taken some small family vacations, but for the most part, you know, I get 30 days of leave a year and I'm taking, you know, one or two days a month, um, that I spend entirely on, on building the business. That's fantastic. Well, it sounds like you really have your priorities straight and you found a way to really optimize your time, which is, which is essential. Cause obviously as everyone knows, time is really all we have. It's far more right. important than, uh, than money because money we can always get more of time. We can't. So speaking of right. money. Tell me a little bit about Four Oaks Capital. From what I understand, you are the co-founder of Four Oaks Capital. And uh, I want to know a little bit more about what that is and what you do. So Four Oaks Capital is just a real estate investment firm. You know, we buy multifamily, essentially. Um, we're looking in the southeast United States. We're looking at value-add, BNC-class multifamily properties. And our target markets are, you know, we like a couple of the markets in South Carolina, a couple in North Carolina and Georgia. So, you know, essentially what we do is we buy cash flowing properties. Uh, we find investors who, who want to make a good return on their money and we, we put the two together and we manage the, the oh, properties excellent. through the, the life cycle and, you know, hopefully, you know, make a, a boatload of money. You know, so that, that's, that's something that we're, we're looking at. We've, we've had 250 units right now. Um, you know, not letting the cat out of the bag, but we were, we were just talking about, we got an interested buyer on one of them and, you know, hopefully we'll have some good news and we'll be able to bring our first one full cycle soon. But, you know, I'm not going to say nice. which property that is because I don't want anybody to get, uh, get the wrong idea. Sure. Well, that's awesome. So yeah. you're putting, essentially from what I'm, what I'm hearing, you're putting together these mm -hmm. deals almost as, as, uh, you know, functioning, I would say as, as a general partner and, you know, yeah. you're, you are, getting other limited partners involved, getting a deal, sourcing a deal, maybe helping some way with putting everything together in the syndication. Yep. And then at some point when the deal, the life cycle of the deal is over, there is, I assume either an investor payout then, or are you providing a, yep. a preferred return during the whole course? How does that work? So every deal is structured differently. We do have, we have two, two deals where we have a preferred return. Um, and in both cases, it's a 6% uh, pref. And then after after we pay out the pref, there is a you know owner distribution there, and there's the the investor distribution portions. You know, um, we we have one property where we actually did a debt raise, so we wrote a ten percent notes to our investors. Um, okay. We've got another property where we just have a straight out seventy five twenty five split. You know where. 75% of all monies coming off the property go in the investor's pockets and we keep 25. And um, the one that we close on tomorrow, we have an 80-20 split uh, with a, a waterfall at the back end. And basically what that means is, you know, once we give our investors a certain return, we start diverting a little bit more of the profits towards ourselves, you know. So 
Um, gotcha. Every deal is structured a little differently. It depends on, um, it, it's really hard to cookie cutter every deal because the cash flows are different. You know, your starting point's different. And um, sure. yeah. Yeah. So we, we take each deal on its own uh, and structure it accordingly. Sure. Wow. That's super exciting. You and I might have to talk a little bit offline. I, I really like what you're doing and I like your creativity yeah. there and, you know, ability to take a deal, look at it, see where the best way to, to structure it is and see how to put something together. That's a, you know, win, 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 which is something that I'm, I'm really fond of. So, you know, being that yeah. you're a professional and you're a serviceman, being that you have 20 years of active duty and you've got 250 doors, you're syndicating deals, you're playing guitar when you have time, like just give us some advice. Like how did you do this and what advice do you have for other people that maybe want to follow and put yeah. stuff similar to yours? I think the biggest thing that led to this is, is I have a big burning why, you know, and, and a lot of people, you know, know that I'm counting down the days till, till retirement, you know, and that, you know, a couple of years ago, I'd say, you know, late 2016, you know, I was on a deployment and I was missing another birthday and another Thanksgiving and another Christmas and another everything, you know, and yeah, I, I realized that if I didn't change what I was doing, that I would stay in the Marine Corps until they kicked me out, you know? And <laughs> I also realized that at the rate that I was going, um, I would, I would continue to miss birthdays. I continue to miss holidays. I would, I would, you know, get mm -hmm. deployed and have to, you know, have, have to keep on doing the things that Marines do. So uh, I made up my mind, you know, at, at a very, very low point on a deployment, you know, where, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to miss more Christmases. I don't want to miss more birthdays. I don't want to miss more big family events. Um, I was this close to missing my daughter, you know, walk across the stage for her high school graduation because of the Marine Corps, you know? So wow. not, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed being a Marine, but I realized that I need to do something. And so I, I basically started a countdown and I said, Here's when, here's the earliest day that I can get out of the Marine Corps. And I started building the business so that I would have options, you know? And when I first started the countdown, I just wanted options. I didn't want to have to be forced to stay in the Marine Corps because I failed to plan, you know? So, and as we got closer and closer to the, to the, the point, you know, we're at 279 days right now. Um, I started realizing that more and more, I want to be in the real estate business and get out of the Marine Corps business. So to sure. me, that was really it is you, you've got to, you've got to have a big burning why behind you to motivate you to do what you do. Otherwise, when the going gets tough, it's really easy just to say, maybe I'll do this later or eh, maybe now's not the time. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And it sounds to me like what I'm hearing you say amongst other things is that your big burning why is freedom. Um, ironically, yeah. as you know, someone who, again, you know, thank you for your services is, is uh, 20 years of active duty. Your, your big burning why is freedom and through real yeah. estate, it sounds like you're really close to achieving that. So kudos to you. And yeah. I, I want to challenge everyone listening or viewing to, to think about that. You know, I personally, myself, my why is pretty similar. You know, I've got kids, I've got a family, I've got priorities, I've got goals. And I've also experienced the life of bondage of, of, of working for a corporation or, or an employer that maybe I wasn't so happy with and, and the, the, the freedom and the joy of, of having my own business. And yeah. I can tell you that and in my experience, you know, I don't know everything and I haven't tried everything, but in my experience, real estate is the easiest, simplest 
most fun, rewarding way to achieve mm -hmm. that freedom. So good yeah, for you for doing that. And listen, count me in on the, uh, mm -hmm. on the uh, celebration as you get closer. Yeah. I think that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. 279 awesome. days. You'll, you'll, you'll get an invite, uh, you know, probably 30 days prior and we'll have awesome. a big party somewhere in the awesome. DC area and maybe another one, you know, Salt Lake City, Idaho, where I'd land afterwards. Okay. Well, hey, I'll be there, man. I, I definitely would be, would be uh, yeah. privileged and honored to be part of that. That's super exciting. So I want to also just kind of walk it back a little bit because you've talked a little bit about your, you know, success in, in, currently in, in real estate, but but obviously that's been a journey. It didn't just happen overnight. So I like to ask some of my guests this when when they kind of talk to me about where they are now, but haven't really shared how they got there. So my question to you is, if you could go back, you know, to you know, 20, 30 years ago when you were much younger, knowing everything that you know now. What would you do different and what advice would you give yourself? So I think the, the biggest, the biggest turning point, um, and, and here's, here's the issue. If I go, if I go back 20 years ago, you know, I'm a mid twenties guy, what would I have listened to myself? You know, and I, I've thought about this a lot. If I, if I went back to 18 year old, so Brian, maybe that's your answer, right? Yeah. I, I wouldn't have listened to myself. You know, I would be like, yeah, I've got things figured out. I think when I was, when I was younger, I figured that I was smart enough to, to know everything. You know, it's, it's one of those things my dad told me, you know, teenagers know everything, you know, they think they know everything. And I was, I was like that, but I, I think the, the one point where I think would have been a real catalyst is, you know, right around the time, you know, mid 2000, 2005, 2006, you know, that's, that's where I first caught sight of, you know, investing first caught sight of real estate. Um, I remember thinking that, I can't do commercial real estate because it's too complicated and it's too far away from my range. And I decided yeah. to do single family instead, you know, so that that's what ended up happening. Um, I think if I could have interjected right at that moment and said, you can figure it out, you know, just get on, um, you know, my, my, my favorite online bookstore at the time was Barnes and Noble, you know, so this was uh, right <laughs> when Amazon was coming in, but uh I would have told myself to get on Barnes and Noble and buy a book on apartments on, on multifamily. And that probably would have made the difference, but my, my limiting beliefs were the things that really held me back. If I could have just broke down that limiting belief, you know, with 27 year old Brian, you know, instead of trying to, you know, get through the thick skull of 18 year old Brian, that would have worked. There you go. Yeah. And I think that's very valuable advice for everyone for myself as well. I mean, no one knows everything. And I think that by connecting with great people such as yourself, we can synergize and we can share ideas and share experiences and share wisdom. And I know myself personally, I, when I got into real estate, same thing. I was house hacking. I was flipping single family. I actually read a great book. It's funny that you mentioned you know, online bookstores. I read a great book that I would recommend to anyone in the multifamily space. Mm -hmm. It's called Multifamily Millions. Very short read. It's an incredible book talking about repositioning apartment complexes. And one of my major takeaways from that piece of literature was that if you can flip a 10 unit apartment complex or a 50 unit apartment complex, you can flip a, flip a 200 or 250 or 300 unit apartment complex. The only thing that's different is the number of zeros. And, and I found that to be true, not only in residential, but especially in commercial. And, you know, I made that shift from residential to commercial at a relatively young age. And I'm, I'm very happy about that. I just think that it's important to understand that there's a lot out there that we don't know. And at the same time, mm -hmm. that, that those things that are scary to us are merely scary because they're unknown. So listen, yeah. we've got maybe a minute and a half left, Ryan. I really, I want to thank you again for being on the show. Before we sign off, do you have any questions for me or anything else you want to talk about? 
Uh, you know, what was the first song that you learned how to play on your guitar? That's really the, the, the one question I got for you. Oh man, I think it might've been, it was either Masterpiece Theater or Stand By Me. I think it was actually Stand By Me. And my father, he should live and be well. He is a business owner and he worked very hard my whole life. And he made it very, very, very important to him and to me that I learned to play an instrument. I started when I was seven years old. He bought me a guitar. Mm -hmm. Actually, he rented me a guitar at first. And he would wake up every morning before he would go into his pharmacy that he owned and he would listen to me play guitar. And I remember my dad was a hard worker and the joy that it brought to him to, to watch me play that song. I jam out a lot with my little brother, Mark. And whenever I'm at the house, mm -hmm. if I just start playing, you know, that like bump, bum, 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 he just <laughs> has a, a huge smile on his face. So yeah. that was it. That's the first song. And, and it stuck with nice. me and, and music is huge. And I know you and I connected with music. Yeah. 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 And that, that's something that I, I, I've been trying to do recently is, is just pick the guitar up a little more. Um, it's been about three years since I've, I've done anything regular with it, but yeah. Well, Hey, we've so. got just a few seconds here. If you want to pick it up and jam a little bit as we're fading out, you're definitely more than welcome to. All right. So here you go. Um, nothing fancy. It's just the first song that I ever learned all the way through. It's about a girl Nirvana. There you go. Let's hear it.